Perfect. Welcome to Faith with Purpose. I am your host, Jamel Deal, and if it's your first time tuning in, I want to say I'm glad you chose to be a part of the FWP gang, and I hope and pray that you return. To my returning FWP gang family, I am back with episode 24, Remain Humble Through Worldly Judgment. When you get a chance, go back and check out the previous episodes. Don't forget to follow me on all major social media platforms. Hope everybody is doing well, staying safe. Now let's get to it. We had some good discussions in the book of Philippians, and in this series, we are talking about the book of James. James was focused on godly behavior, much like Proverbs. This book is a call to action. I created Faith with Purpose to allow us to take each message and apply them to our own life and live a life more like Christ every day. After reading James chapter 4, verse 1 through 12, I had to discuss it with my FWP family. You know what time it is. You know what I mean? I had to bring it back to y'all. And um, here you go. So James chapter 4, verse 1 through 12 reads, What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who seeks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you... Who are you to judge your neighbor? So straight out the bat, we're going to just, you know, start swinging right now. You know, judgment in this world is at an all time high. Let's go ahead and put that out there. We get it. We understand that. You and I understand that. People are judging others constantly and it just spreads throughout the world uncontrollably. I mean, you see it every day, you know, and, you know, sometimes we do it inevitably. Like we don't really try to do it. But then again, we realize that we are doing it. And then, you know, a believer will be like, I'm sorry, man, you know, I shouldn't be judging you because we know, you know, who are we to judge our neighbor, right? So we must understand the meaning of worldliness and figure out what we consider to be worldly. So that's the that's the connection with the judgment and, you know, in this world, you know, you, you be judged based on what the world thinks you should be or what you, you know, the world has put in your mind what you should be, right? So that's important because we need to know what God is asking us to do in this world because he created the world, right? So worldliness is being concerned with material values or ordinary life rather than a spiritual existence. And that's a definition. And so my thoughts on worldly things probably won't match up to anybody else's. And the reason I say that is because some people value material things over a relationship with Christ. But who am I to judge them? Who are they to judge me if I don't agree with them? 
worldly things for me would be what Trey Songz was singing, you know, about when he was, um, remember he was talking about, he was saying, it's the, how successful. When he was talking about the money, the cars, the clothes, the, you know, you know what, I suppose. <laughs> sorry, but I just want to be successful, right? So that's what we're kind of thinking about. And sorry about my singing. I'm not singing. It's terrible. But anyways, sorry, you know, that song just hit different. You know what I mean? I, I really just didn't really think about that, you know, until now. Like, that song really hit different, you know, when I didn't know any better. And so, um, you know, I'm being as transparent as I can be. And, you know, uh, I know that I can go without all of the material things in this world. But don't get me wrong, you know, it is cool. You know, it is nice to have a, a nice house, a nice car, you know, the shoes, the clothes, the money. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to have all that. But... At the end of the day, you know, I can go without a lot of that stuff. You know, I can go without, you know, the friends with benefits. I can go without the fake friends who pretend to love you. Uh, I can go without the people who aren't my leader, my father in heaven, my provider, my redeemer, and my God. You know, I can go without those people. But I cannot go without God. So let me clear that up for you. You cannot do anything without God. And he's all those things to us. You know what I mean? So I can go without people you know, in this materialistic world, but God is a jealous God, okay, he is a jealous God, and there's no way we should ever choose the worldly things over him, now, anything we ever needed or wanted, we can ask God for it, as long as the motives are right, so get that in your head, as long as the motives are right, you know, and God know that it's coming from a good place, and you know you continuously ask for it. You know it may it may be a not right now season for you, but at the same time, you know your motives have to be right in order for you to receive. Okay, so all of this is about to tie into each other right here in a little bit. So just stick with me. Uh, let's talk about friends though, since we're uh you know talking about worldly things. You know, so what are friends like? And you gotta ask yourself, what are they supposed to be like? And how many of us have them friends? Okay, I'm not <laughs> the ones you can depend on. Okay, let me stop. All right, I know, I know, it wasn't funny. I'm sorry, but anyways, look. As you can hear, this topic has gotten me turned up today because I know that we all have had some difficulty with friends in our lives. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm turned up. I'm like, yo, 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 let's go and get this out there. You know what I'm saying? So I know we all have some difficulty with friends in our lives, man, and you know, some of us still have the same friends from childhood and some of us have moved on, you know, or, or we have outgrown each other. You know what I'm saying? As some would say. Right. But I wanted to discuss what it meant to be a friend of the world. So that's why I was talking about friends right there. I'm talking about friends in the world. Right. So being friends to the world, being a friend of the world is doing whatever you think the world wants you to do. Okay, society controls your every move and every thought, and that's really a bad way to live, you know, and your communities, they have influence in what it is you think you should be doing. And then we think that our friends are supposed to care about our well-being. Right. But sometimes in this world, they just don't. And you can't really worry about that. You should really be worrying about, you know, your relationship with God. And so uh, don't get me wrong now. Don't get me wrong. There are some essential elements of well-being, though. And you have, you know, career well-being, you have social well-being, financial well-being, physical well-being, community well-being. I mean, I found it very weird, though, when I was reading up on the research behind this, right, 
behind well-being that there wasn't a spiritual well-being though and i was it just kind of blew my mind you know it blew my mind a little bit and i um also thought maybe i'm focusing on the wrong thing but then it hit me boom it hit me like a match up the scripture said in verse four if anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of god read that again Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Wow. So I know that on top of all, you know, all types of well-being, spiritual well-being is important as well. And so that's what I kind of put my two cents in there. And I was just thinking like, OK, along with this research, it should have something there about spiritual well-being because it's, it's important. And so I ask that you don't let the world take you away from what God is going to do in your life. And please, let's not be an enemy of God. So that's another point I was trying to make, or, well, the book of James was trying to make. It's just, don't be an enemy of God. You know what I mean? And you become an enemy of God by, you know, worshiping the worldly things and the worldliness of, you know, how your life, you think your life should be and this and that. You know, let God be the judge of that, right? And don't let others be the judge of that, and you don't be the judge of others, right? So, James had the remedy for us, though. Check this out. He had the remedy for us when he told us in verses 6 through 10 that we have God's grace and to be humble. Now, God opposes the proud and shows favor to the humble. And they said that earlier in Scripture. Now, James was saying that we must submit ourselves to God. Right. So allow God to use us right in the way that he needs to use us. And so don't go away from or against what God is showing you. That he wants for your life. And sometimes we tend to do that. We try to go away from it because it's not moving as fast as we want it to move. We like, ah, I'm not going to do this. God, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> like, think about it. You're telling God, no, nah, God, I'm not going to do that. Right? But God's already telling you yes. And he's always saying, okay, well, not right now. You don't have to do it right now. But guess what? I'm going to show you what your true purpose is. Right? And so anyway, he said to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, this is James saying this. The enemy will throw all kind of things at you, but you must resist him and whatever he has disguised himself as in this world. Now, that's me saying, well, the enemy will disguise himself in any kind of way he can in this world. Right. So when you resist the enemy, he will flee from you. Now, the great news James gave us was that if we come near to God, he will come near to us. So with God's grace, we are able to wash our hands from sin and purify our hearts while understanding what it means to be double-minded. And James addressed being double-minded, you know, in my opinion, by saying to grieve, mourn, and well. And then it says, change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Uh, basically, see it from both sides. You know, in your mind, you know, be able to acknowledge when you're experiencing the either negativity or positivity that you need to remain humble. So when you're experiencing either one, always remain humble. Now, verse 10, it said, uh, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. I take that to heart because I feel like I am always known as the friend or person who is humble. I can testify to the fact that he will lift you up. So I was saying that to actually get to that point that, you know, I'm considered the humble friend. And I could testify to that because, you know, he has lifted me up on so many different occasions, man. And like I said, God, I am so grateful and I thank you so much for lifting me up when I didn't think there was a way. But you always show me there was a way. And, you know, I'm not the only one. I know there's a lot of people out there right now who, you know, feel the same way. 
So in closing, you know, I think that it's important that we know what we need to do to draw near God. And so James gave us exactly what we needed to make it possible. Uh, I'm grateful that I get a chance to share that with you today. And um, the way that we draw near to God is by washing our hands clean of sin and purifying our hearts. And so we must also trust God and trusting him and being humble can be challenging in this world. But worldliness is just for the time being. But eternal life with God is forever. And we must take advantage of the time that we have here and uh, to do God's work and let him use our gifts that he gave us. And so our purpose is bigger than we know. And I just want you guys to know that today, you know, our purpose is bigger than we know. So how do your actions reveal where your true affections lie? And that's a good question that um, that it has been brought up to me. And also another question is, in what ways are you too enamored with the things of this world? So, I mean, what are you too obsessed with or what are you so obsessed with in this world, you know, that it distracts you or it takes your mind off of Jesus Christ or it takes your mind off of being humble or, you know, just doesn't put you in the right path into, you know, receiving your purpose and also doing what God is expecting you to do. Right. So remember, as I say time and time again, uh, if you don't open the book, you don't open a Bible, if you don't read it, you'll never know. You'll never understand. You can most likely miss out on your blessing because you didn't read up on it and you didn't research it and you didn't, you know, give it your all. And you also thought that maybe uh, it didn't fit in your schedule. But I'm asking you guys right now, man, you know, as a person who. Uh, works full time as a PE coach, person who uh, gets out there and coaches three sports a year, and uh, as a guy who is a husband as well. Uh, just letting you guys know, man, like doing this podcast stuff, it takes a lot, you know what I mean? And as you can see, I've been releasing uh, episodes, you know, a little bit later because of it, but I'm going to fit it into my schedule to make sure that, you know, the word is being shared and also sharing with you guys, you know, what I've found or what i've learned and like i said you don't have to agree with me and i've never will sit up here and tell you that what i'm saying is a mere fact uh it's just this is what i feel applies to my life and so far it has applied to some other people's lives you know to all the people that reached out to me and gotten back to me with our discussions and stuff like that so yeah man i'm just gonna continue to do this man let's not judge one another let's uplift one another let's be humble you know, before the Lord so we can receive our blessings, man. And so we can be uplifted. All right. And so anyways, I hope this message has helped someone today. And I hope that you can share this message with a friend or a family member. Now, don't hesitate to reach out to me on any of the social media platforms for prayers or topics that you think that we may be able to discuss. And also uh, be looking out for that season two, man. I can't wait. Um, Going to be doing some interviews, collaborations coming up. With that, man, I'm super excited about that. Got the YouTube channel popping. And so, like I said, man, y'all go ahead and support your boy, man. And, you know, let's just keep this ball rolling. All right. So thank you for tuning in, FWP gang. And I love you. God loves you. And that's Fikes. Peace.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.